first epistle of Peter, chapter 5, from verse 1 to 10. Now, this morning, the Lord has really led me to minister to you uh, about the topic called sheeps, sheep in wolves' clothing. Now, uh, just from the onset, um, as I'm about to minister to you the word of the Lord this morning, uh, then when, when I speak about a sheep in wolves' clothing, I'm merely referring to this is the weapon that the enemy is trying to form against the saint of the Lord. For the saint of the Lord to be rendered powerless amongst the pack of wolves. And that's why you see that picture there. It doesn't make sense. When you look at that picture, it doesn't make sense at all. A sheep with wolves clothing. I will be reading to you from the first epistle of Peter, chapter 5. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Verse 2. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but by willingly, not for filthy liquor, but for a ready mind. Verse 3. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Verse 5. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subjected one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the grace, but the God of all grace, who has called us unto eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Isn't it beautiful words? He will establish you, He will strengthen you, and He will settle you. Now, I know there's some young people, and I know some young people really want to settle down, some of them, you know. But this is a beautiful verse that says that He will establish you, He will strengthen you, and He will settle you. He will make sure that you're in a safe space. And this morning, I I am really have to address in the spirit this element of a sheep in wolf's clothing. Now, now many of you might not, it might not pertain to you today, but like I always say with a word like this, it is important that you keep it in your Samaritan's purse, that you keep it in your servant's pocket. And then when the day comes, the rainy day comes, you can reflect upon the word of God and says, indeed, now I'm confronted with the spirit that wants me to compromise, that wants me to leave my status as a sheep and have a wolf's clothing about me. Don't you know a sheep is a dangerous animal? I don't think you agree with me this morning. Don't you understand that a sheep is a dangerous animal? 
Look at the Lamb of God when he was on the cross of Calvary. Look at what happened when he opened up his mouth and he started to scream. Darkness covered the earth for three hours. The sun did not give the light thereof. There was an earthquake. Graves opened up. And those believers, they were in the graves and they could only get up into the resurrection after Christ went up into heaven. That is the power of the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Do you agree with me? A sheep is a dangerous animal. I don't know if you hear me. A sheep is a dangerous animal. The Bible says in Romans 12 verse 2, Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We get some saints today that are ashamed to say that they are Christians. Now I'm spiritual. No, I don't belong to a church. I, I, I go to a community. We are afraid to be associated with Christianity or to the church. A wolf and a sheep is not identical to one another. A wolf and a sheep they are not necessarily twins. A wolf and a sheep don't eat the same things. Their diet is different. A wolf is a menace to shepherds. A wolf is there to reap into tear into flesh. A wolf is bloodthirsty. A wolf is a cruel animal. A wolf seeks out the weak, the wounded, the elderly to destroy them. A wolf has many victims. A sheep flock together. A sheep is valuable. A sheep is gentle. Sheep is dependent on the shepherd. Sheep is the model of submissiveness. You don't get a greater model of submissiveness than a sheep. Even if the shepherd goes to the end, of an edge, the sheep will follow the shepherd because they trust in the one that has called them. A sheep is filled with obedience and purity. Then why are we pretending at times to be wolves? Why if we're in our workspaces and people shout, then we also want to shout? Why is it that when we are the sheep of the Lord, when they want to fight, we also want to fight? Take Kenny for money. Or Kenny, there's a scar. Take Kenny for money. We know you. You're a sheep. You're not a wolf. But you reserve yourself a gentle and a kind spirit. There's nothing wrong with being gentle. There's nothing wrong with being kind. There's nothing wrong with being friendly. There's nothing wrong with loving. There's nothing wrong with having self-control. There's nothing wrong with having goodness. There's nothing wrong with having faith. There's nothing wrong to walk as Christ walked. Because you are a sheep of his pastor. You are not a wolf. Now young men, sir, tijdens December, the groot men, you know, if it was the olden days, they would take out the LP. Who knows what an LP is? That, that round thing, it looks like a CD. They will take off the LP, and what they will do? They will, they will blow the dust of the LP, and what they would put in into this LP was a song about Judy Poucher. 
They know, they know, they know. Doesn't matter if they're saved. Doesn't matter if they are believers. But when they blow up the dust of Judy Boucher and that song, they're not even drinking, but they are crying. We usually the guys open up one black label when Judy Boucher is playing, they would cry. If I can be at two places at the same time, you're a believer, you also cry with. You didn't even open the black label yet. But if I can be, no, you're in one place. The saints of the Lord would rather choose to connect with the world than to their fellow brothers and sisters. You can have coffee dates with unbelievers as much as you want to. But if the evangelism is not your purpose, then what are you doing there? Many saints are trying to pastor unbelievers. You cannot pastor an unbeliever. You must be an evangelist or a prophet to that person. You cannot be a pastor to someone that has not repented their lives to Jesus and who have not committed their lives to Jesus. Someone that is not a believer in Christ and a follower in Christ cannot be pastored. You must be an evangelist in their lives. Saying, come to the Lord. Once they come to the Lord, then you are able to pastor them. But we have become pastors to unbelievers. And that is the same thing as being a wolf in sheep. A sheep in wolf's clothing. Because you cannot pretend to be like them. You cannot say to them, Philippians says you can do all things. No, it doesn't fit with them. It doesn't. You cannot say to them, they are the head and not the tail. It doesn't fit with them because they are not part of the fold. They are still wolves. As cute they are, as the beautiful makeup they wear, as the designer clothes that they wear, in the heart of sin, they are wolves. We disciple people that have not repented. We disciple them and they have not repented yet. A sheep in wolf's clothing looks like that. And the first thing that a sheep... A sheep in wolf's clothing, the first thing that a sheep in wolf's clothing does is listen to a wolf in sheep's clothing. I never understand what I'm saying. But a sheep in wolf's clothing, the first person they would listen to is a wolf in sheep's clothing. The two is not the same. So, let me go to 1 Timothy quickly, quickly, quickly. I'll go to 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 to 3. So this is a wolf in sheep's clothing, not a sheep in wolf's clothing. So... 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 to 3 says, Now the Spirit speaks expressively that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron. They will even say, forbidding to marry. They will even say to people, don't get married. Just live together. It's fine. It's okay. Just have a living partner. They would forbid you to get married. And commanding to abstain from meats. Because I'm a vegetarian. I've got nothing against vegetarians. Let me just put it out there. Some of my friends are vegetarians. I've got nothing. If there is a health choice that you have, I've got nothing against it. But you cannot tell people in a spiritual sense they must abstain from certain meats because it's not good for them. Because God is not intended for them to eat it. You can eat anything. As long as you pray for it and it's sanctioned by the Lord. 
you can eat it. But some will tell you, you cannot eat, you cannot abstain from certain meats. <laughs> Which God has created to be received with thanksgiving, of them which believe and know the truth. Then 2 Timothy 3 verse 1, yes, 1 to 5, I will read it to you. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5. Thus know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Marlin said we should be thankful. These elements are unthankful. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce like a wolf, despisers of them that are good. Now, how are you able to discern the word of the Lord if your playlist is still full of Stephen Furtick? How are you able to listen to the clear voice of the Lord if your playlist is just T.D. Jakes? How are you able to listen to the truth of God's word when your playlist is full of Kenneth Copeland or full of these preachers that does not glorify the Lord? If it's full of Joe Olstein, is it full of Joseph Prince that talks about hyper grace where you can do what you want to do, God's grace will always be there for you. Romans doesn't say that. Romans says, shall I continue in sin that grace can abound? God forbid. How can I, which have been dead to sin, still live and continue in it? These preachers should not even lift on our radar what we listen to anymore because we are clear about this. These are the false ones that does not glorify God. You can disagree with me, but there's doctrinal statements that these people have done on the internet that are not coinciding with the word of God. So as a sheep, we cannot listen to a wolf in sheep's clothing. They will destroy us in the end. Many saints are doing yoga, Eastern meditation, things that are not needed in their lives. But they say, no, it's just for fitness. No, if your fitness regime is not linked to your spiritual life, then it becomes an idol. It must be linked to your spiritual life. When you go to the gym, is there a person that you can meet up where you can share the gospel? I'm using the fitness platform just as a means to engage with people so that I can minister to them. You are unable to discern between worship and entertainment. Lights is not worship. Smoke machines is not worship. Even the instruments and the music is not worship. But worship comes out of your spirit and it comes out of truth. And the music is just an extension of how God has been ministering to you and your thankfulness and your gratefulness. But as a sheep in wolf's clothing, it's all about the lights. We must cater for you because there's lights, there's hip music. We must follow the trends of where it's going. And when things turn sour and it's out on the internet, then you are shocked. I always say this, you can listen to Maverick City. I don't have an issue when you listen to them. You can listen to them when they serve the Lord and when they they honor the Lord, when their music honor the Lord. But do not follow their lifestyles. And I've said this many a times on this platform. And it was met with a little bit of coldness. And look what has happened in this week. Look what has happened. People in Maverick City have confessed they have drinking problems. Confessed that they are sleeping with one another. They have confessed that they are kissing men. Men kissing men on party buses. These are the wolves that we must identify. They are trying to creep into the church. But when we speak like this. 
We are, we are, we are, we are, say we are judgmental. No, the spiritual man judges all things. But the carnal man cannot judge anything because he is spiritually discerned according to Corinthians. Listen to their worship. When they worship the Lord, but do not follow their lifestyles. Because many of them are just in the entertainment business. To make money out of people. Because the gospel industry has become a money pit for some of them. We don't do gospel industry here. We are true worshippers that worship Him in spirit and in truth. For these are the kind of worshippers whom the Father seeks. If you do not worship in spirit and in truth, you are worshipping in flesh and lies. You are unable to discern. You are unable to discern. This person got voice training. They know when the notes must go up. They can manipulate what happens. When some of the drummers of influencer worship teams are for abortions, then you must know there's trouble in the camp. And when their worship leader don't address them, when they put it out on Twitter saying that the pastor cannot say what a woman must do with their body, she can do with the body, and the worship leader says nothing about the drama that says this, there is a problem. We are unable to discern. We get easily offended with the truth. We get easily offended with holiness. We get easily offended when we preach against sin. Entertaining half-naked people on the internet, on Netflix, it doesn't bother us anymore. The things that should be an abomination to us, we don't worry about that anymore. We, don't, we won't write to Netflix and say, Dear Mr. Netflix, you have been putting some programs that are very offensive to me, and I don't agree with the, with the things that you are doing. But when you post a Christian content, I, I, I just need to say this. I was flagged on YouTube the other day because I said certain things that YouTube didn't agree with. When I talked about same-sex marriages, YouTube said, ah, we don't like that, take it off. I said, I refuse. They gave me a claim against my name. I said, it's fine. YouTube, my, my life doesn't revolve around YouTube. It's fine. Take off the channel, I don't care. But I'm not going to take off what has been said over that platform because God has given me that platform to use. But none of us would say to Netflix or to the internet or to social media or to Instagram, when you swipe, hey man, this context is not nice. Do you know why we don't do that as believers? Because it's still entertaining us. It's still nice to us. When you see that lady in the bikini, it's fine. Okay, what did you do there? Okay, you're the waterfront. Okay. We are entertained by this as sheep. The things on the internet is supposed to offend us. But we try to blend in with worldly standards and with our friends and we are able to see that by entertaining them, they have put the cloak of a wolf over our heads. Let me tell you something. You can, you can, you can have the cloak of a wolf. Other wolves will smell that you are a sheep. They will know that you are a sheep. You even speak like a sheep. You can't growl. No, it doesn't work like that. You will bear. You will bear. Oh man, bear, bear. You will bear. You uh, no, they will know. Uh, uh, that's why. Uh, uh. The world is so sick. We live in a world. Listen to this. This might confuse all of you now. It confused me when I saw it on the news. You get a 55-year-old male that identifies as a 12-year-old girl, so that he can sleep with young men. You see, it's confusing. This is a grown man saying that he's a woman now, or a young lady of 12. Not the rich puberty or something here, 12. And he wants to date young men. But when you see this guy, 
You say, but this guy is almost 60. How can he be to And the people applauded. Well, he's so brave coming out. You know, it's so brave coming out for him. We do not, we're not even startled when we see this. Do you know what, saints? Christianity was never meant to be accepted by the standards of this world. For people to live comfortably in their sin. But everyone is a Christian until it becomes biblical. Then, then, everyone's a Christian until it becomes biblical. So you, you're just a believer, but when we speak like this and we preach like this, it becomes a problem. And I said in the beginning, this is not for you. I'm addressing that spirit that wants to attach itself to you. So if you get offended, get rid of that spirit. Because I'm not speaking to humans. I'm addressing this thing in the spirit this morning. We are called to promote light. We are called to promote salvation. We are called to be salt in a decaying world. But enough of that. Let's move on to the role of a sheep so you can feel better. Let me bring some more to saints. Else the saints are going to be angry with me. I said a saint is a dangerous animal. When the saint of the Lord understands his or her role as a sheep, they become a dangerous entity in the world. They would know and understand, according to Matthew 10, verse 16, we are sent as sheep amongst the wolves. We are not sent to blend in with the wolves, but we are sent as what? As sheep, holding firm to our identity that we are followers of Christ, but we are being sent amongst the wolves. And the Bible says, be wise as serpents and be gentle as doves. Be gentle, but be wise. Do not trust your enemy, but love your enemy. Some people say, but uh, there's, no, there, there's nothing in the Bible that says you must trust your enemy. It says you must love your enemy. If your enemy be hungry, give him something to eat. If your enemy be thirsty, give him something to drink. David was confronted with this choice where God said to David, you have sinned. Must I punish you or must I allow your enemies to punish you? David said to the Lord, it is better that you punish me because your mercy endures forever. Do you not understand that David did not trust his enemies? Because if his enemies had a chance to defeat him, they would have finished him off. There is this beautiful relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. John 10 verse 27 says, my sheep hears my voice. And I know them. And they follow me. You are known by the King of Kings. You are known by the Lord of Lords. Even if you've been sent in amongst wolves, nothing can harm you. Nothing can defeat you. Many of us are afraid to break up worldly connections because we want a connection into this area or we want a connection into this area. Let me tell you something. We know someone who is greater than an earthly connection. We serve someone who is the one who created the connection. You don't have to be affiliated to wolves to get your career started. You don't have to be affiliated to those who do not serve the Lord to get things done for you. You just serve the Lord and focus on Him and follow after Him and He will orchestrate the connection. Proverbs 1 verse 10 to 15 says the following. My son, if sinners entice you to go along with them or consent not, What happens here? These sinners in the book of Proverbs, they wanted this young man to go out with him. To have one purse 
to have one purse to conduct evil. Now many a times the sinners will entice you to will have cosway by man. Cosway by no end of year end of year functions is happening now. Let's 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 pop up our money. I'm just gonna say this categorically what happened to me. Um this this past Friday there was a hey whoopity the weeks means I didn't laister. Okay, let me say there was <laughs> there was this um function. End of year, end of end of um, retirement function. And um I refused to go simply because there was going to be drinks and alcohol and all of that stuff there. And um, I said to myself, I'm not going. Because now we must put up a pop-out money into one purse. And then they drink and then they give me one Coke. And then that's it. And they drink with my 50 rand. They drink. You know, they give me 10 rand. Where's the 40 bucks? You know, I must deduct. Where's my 40 bucks? You drink, my 40 bucks finish. It's the same thing like I'm supplying you now. You know? And this is what came to me. Proverbs 1 verse 10. It says, my son... If sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't agree. If they say, come with us, let us lay and wait for blood. Let us live privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive. This is wolf speaking here. Do you hear that? This is wolf speaking here. Come with us. Let us lay for, wait for blood. Let us live privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave. And whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot amongst us. Let us all have one purse. Verse 15, my son, walk not in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. A sheep knows where to tread. He does not go to foreign pastors. But he goes to the pastors where the shepherd is leading them to. They don't just follow their own thing. They are not goats. They are sheep. And they follow the Lord. Many times we are so afraid to lose these earthly connections and we say, Ah, but you know, my fellow brothers and sisters, they don't want to support me. But you see the world. The world, they support me. You know, they, they, they have got connections now. I met this one uh, uh, director of this entertainment company. The church don't recognize my skill. But they will. As I'm saying, for Connie, now that I say that the king recognizes me, my singing voice, man. Yeah, girl. That's just don't recognize my singing ability. I've been asking Kyle and Connie for years now. Malino, Nuxi, to say for Connie, we say, hey, can one other cake begin to sing? Say Connie for me. I see the director spirit in him. That's a wolf here, says die. You know. You know. So if we have that attitude, do you know promotion does not come from the east or from the west or from the north or from the south? It comes from the Lord. As I understand, well, anrak salir, anrak asalik sang. But for now, we take it munisang ni. They wanna chase you all away. Amen. Yes, Kyle, it's amen. A sheep knows that the enemy has got no power over them. A sheep knows that. Do you know what? Why the Bible says in Psalm 22, He anoints my head with oil. Do you know there are sometimes where a snake would come and bite the sheep or the lamb on the head. And then the shepherd would take the oil and place it on the head of the sheep. And the sheep won't die 
because the shepherd tended to the sheep. A sheep knows that as a dangerous one in the kingdom of God, that nothing can happen to me. Even if they throw me into the lion's den, God will shut up the mouth of those lions. They will do nothing to me. Even if they throw me in a fiery furnace, I will not compromise. They will burn up. I won't even smell like smoke. I will come out and there will be one amongst us like the son of man who's got all victory, all power, all authority and he will come through for us. The Bible says in 1 John 3 verse 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life. From death unto life. When you've been there, when you are confronted with death, nothing scares you anymore. I was gun-pointed on Cape Town Station. They pulled a gun to my head years ago when I was still in the world. That guy said to me, he's going to kill me. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. Nothing happened because God's grace was still there for me. Today, I cannot fear what the enemy has got for me. Because when I was in the world, I did not fear anything. Why now when I'm a saint or a sheep, I fear? We don't fear anything. I want to read to you this. This is one of the most powerful. I will conclude in a minute. I want to read to you this. This is the most powerful. A, a sheep of the Lord never forgets the garment of praise. You never forget your garment of praise at home. Whether you are at work, whether you are amongst unbelievers, if you need to praise Him on the spot, so let's say, praise of His spot. If you need to praise Him on the spot, you need to do that loudly, unapologetic. Exodus 15, verse 1 to 18. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel the song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He is become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God. And I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host. As he cast into the sea, his chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths has covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, verse 6, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. I want to encourage you today, saints. When you have a garment of praise on, you can be confronted with all kinds of wolves around you. But you know in the end, you will make it. I always get traumatized when I watch action movies. The guy in the movie, he knows he's going to make it. But he, he acts, he pretends. He's on the ledge of a building, holding on to dear life. When that movie started, his name was for starring Tom Cruise. Starring this guy. You know, starring. And also introdu- introducing, you know, introducing that guy, right? Yeah, special guest appearance, you know, uh-uh, this guy's not going to make it in there. When you, when you watch the movie starting, you already know who the main book is. But what does this guy do? He hangs on the ledge of a building. 
The helicopter is two kilometers away. He's holding on for dear life. He's sweating. He's screaming. But he knows he's going to make it. It irritates me. He knows he's going to make it. That airplane can be five kilometers away. When he jumps, he will make it. The sheep of the Lord is like that. They get in trouble and they bah. They know the shepherd is on his way. They know he's going to come through for them. But still they hang on to dear life. Sweating, screaming, grasping for grass and for helms. But they know he's going to come through for you. I do not care how long you've been in trouble. But he's about to come through for you. Because he promised he will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He is the great I am. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright morning star. He is He's the one that will deliver you as his sheep. You're going to make it. You will make it. Do you know the problem why we, we're afraid to stand out in life? Is because the world says to us this. Why do they say a nail that stands out must be what? Must be hammered down. What is the purpose of a nail? It's to be hammered down. That is the purpose of a nail. A nail that... If the world says no, a nail that stands out will be hammered down. The purpose of the nail is to withstand the force of the hammer. To be nailed down into wood. Why are you afraid to stand out? God never intended for you to blend in with wolves. But he intended for you to stand out like that nail. And to be hammered down to fulfill the purposes of God in your life. Planks will be established into a structure because a nail that stands out creates structure when it's hammered in. Stand out as a sheep. Stand out. Why are you afraid to be a sheep? Why are you afraid to be gentle and to be kind, to smile, to be friendly, to be thankful? The epistle that is being shared with us this morning as I come to the text, this epistle, this epistle, Peter knew something by God's spirit. Remember, Peter has changed his spiritual profession two times when reading the Bible. Jesus calls him, he becomes a fisher of men. And then later on, he becomes the feeder of sheep. Those are two different poles. In, in, in the one is an evangelist, the one becomes pastoral. So when, when, when he becomes a fisher of men, he was calling those out. So both use uh, the, the shepherd and the fisher. He uses bait or food. But the one is to catch and the other one is to feed, to nourish. So Peter changed his profession. Do you not understand that Peter was one of the first disciples or apostles to be listed? Whenever you read the gospel, Peter is always number one. Not John, not James, not Matthew. No, it's always Peter first. Judas is always last. It's like the gospel writers knew this guy are... are him, uh, but Peter is always number one. Always. Peter was the first apostle who said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter is the one that walked on water. Peter was the one that, when Christ looked at him, gave him a different name. But Peter was also the one prominent to denying the Lord. And they said to Peter when he was warming himself by the fire, even your speech tells us you have walked with him. Even your speech says something that you have walked with this Christ. 
Your speech always betrays you that you are a child of God. You can suppress it under that wolf skin for as long as you want. But when you get that SMS and the Lord comes through for you, it's like, praise the Lord! They're like, what happened here? You can hide only a certain amount, but your speech as a sheep will always come through glorifying the Lord. Our conversation changes because we are familiar with the voice of the shepherd. Our dialect changes. We don't speak like the world. We don't argue like the world. We don't reason like the world. We compare spiritual things with spiritual things. That's what we do as the sheep of the Lord. And when he writes this, Peter, he writes this as a seasoned feeder of sheep. No longer a fisher of men, but a seasoned feeder of sheep. I want to encourage you, saints, we are a community of under-shepherds. We are a community of under-shepherds. We must learn as much from emerging leaders as we learn from our elders. We must learn as much from next generation church as we learn from us that is in. We don't know if we're 40 or 40 not or where we are on the spectrum. But we should all feed one another. Don't go back what the Lord has invested in your life and think that you are unimportant. There's no unimportant one in the kingdom of God. You might fulfill a different role, but you are still important in the kingdom of God. Share with us what the Lord is speaking to you. Do not be ashamed. Do not be afraid. And Peter writes this in verse 1. The elders which are among you, I exhort. I am also an elder, he says. I'm paraphrasing. And a witness of the sufferings of Christ. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Jesus becomes the model of our Christian suffering. When we are sent out to the packs of wolves to change them into sheep. Because they cannot remain wolves for the rest of their lives. You know what wolves does in their pecking order? You've got alpha wolves. They eat first. And then the others, they will eat second. The life of expectancy of a wolf is far lesser than a sheep. A sheep tends to live longer. I don't know if that's linked to eternity. But the sheep of the Lord will all go into eternity. But the Bible says outside there will be wolves. So what the wolves does, the alpha will eat first. The alpha will have prominence. You're in the kingdom of God. Just because I have titled pastor doesn't make me that I'm better than you. Doesn't make me that I'm your boss. Doesn't mean I can order you around. It means I'm a serve on you. That is the role of us as believers. That we serve on one another. There's no hierarchy. This one first. Then that one. Then that one. Someone was arguing with me the other day. Just because someone is an apostle and we honor them as apostle doesn't mean that person is in charge of the prophet. Everyone has got a different role to fulfill in the kingdom of God. Even Christ says, He came not to be served, but to serve. And to give His life as a ransom for many. There's no charges. The Lord is in charge. He's in control. He's in sight inspectors and, 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 and control management. And No, it's nothing like that. He is in charge. A sheep must learn how to suffer and be a partaker of the sufferings of Christ. The Bible says, feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. It must be an act of service. 
You must have compassion. There's nothing wrong with having a bit of compassion, saints. Nothing wrong with that. The Bible says, verse 3, Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but be examples to the flock. Now, there, there's a conundrum that takes place in, within normal saints. And, and what happens is that the elder, I'm, I'm not disputing any role of an elder. I respect the elder. I won't rebuke the, uh, the, rebuke the elder harshly. The Bible says those who are, uh, you cannot rebuke them harshly. You must have two or three witnesses if you have something against the elder. So you cannot rebuke the elder harshly. That's what the Bible teaches us. So, yes, that's what the Bible teaches us. Amen, Uncle Trevor. That's what the Bible teaches us. So you must respect the elder. But the elder is also, has also enough wisdom to learn from the younger. Although it might not seem to you that way, but later on you'll hear something in the elder's speech that talks about the other sheep in his fold. And as the younger, we think we got it all together. We've got all the knowledge. We just want to do our own thing without respecting the elder. There should be this community of saints where we respect one the other. We are not wolves fighting amongst one another. We are here to be with one another. Likewise, you younger Submit yourselves unto the elder. Yes, all of you, be subjected one to another and be clothed with humility. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Now, saints, be sober. Verse 8. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. Now verse 9. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Let us lay down the garment of being a wolf. We are not fooling anyone. Even if we pretend or try to get angry, what is the use of that? What is the use of biting when our teeth are made to graze and not to bite one another? What is the use of we trying to scratch one another while our paws or are made not for that, but it's made to, to cuddle together? To, to be a sense of protection and safety for one another. Saints, the calling of God upon your life is this. That we protect one another as the sheep of the Lord. If you see your brother in trouble, let's protect one another. If you see your sister in trouble, let us protect one another. Let us come alongside each other and hold each other close. So that we can focus on the shepherd. We are not sheep in wolf's clothing. We are the sheep of the Lord. He has called us to represent Him on this earth. And for that we are so thankful. So Christ is just calling us back. Back to the fold. Back to one another. Let's be nice with one another. I will read to you in conclusion this. The, mo the most powerful verses in the Bible that I, I can think about. Most powerful. Many times overlooked, but the most powerful. And with that I will conclude today. The Bible says in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit 
is love. Love sings. It's joy. It's peace. I asked one person at my work the other day, do you would rather have peace or a million bucks? They said to me they'd rather choose the million bucks without peace. Peace as a sheep. This is your character. As a sheep, this is who you are. Because this is the total amount of who the spirit is. The spirit is not a force that comes upon you. But he's a person journeying with you. Moving before you. Making your path straight. He's not a force come upon me. He is with you. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. How many times were we supposed to be... If, 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 if the Lord was not, didn't have any long-suffering... He would have destroyed us years ago because of the sin that we have committed against Him. But He has got long-suffering. Gentleness. As a sheep, be gentle. Don't let other people change your identity into a wolf. Just because they scream and shout at you, you be gentle. You be calm. You are filled with joy. You take it easy because that's your identity as a sheep. To be gentle, goodness, faith. There's nothing wrong with having faith in the Lord that He will come through for you. Meekness, temperance or self-control. The Bible says against such there is no law. Niemand was nog toegesleid om het hulle bietje goodness gehad het. Niemand was toegesleid om het hulle liefde gehad het. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory or provoking one another or envying one another. If your brother or your sister has success, celebrate with them. Applaud them because it's God's hands of grace upon their lives. So saints... This is what I wanted to share with you by God's Spirit this morning. That we are not sheep in wolf's clothing. We are sheep. Don't get the two confused with one another. We are sheep. And even if the world tried to change us to have the cloak of a wolf, we don't do that. We walk in the Spirit of the Lord. And with that I want you to stand this morning. As I really want to pray with you this morning.